0: Lesson two of On the Seashore. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Kirby Bonds. On the Seashore by Cadwallader Smith. Lesson two. A Stroll by the Sea. The Sea and the Land are always at war when you are at the seaside with spade and bucket to make castles and pies of the sand you can see and hear the battle a wave comes rolling smoothly on toward the shore it reaches the land and can go no further and then with a roar and a crash and a splash of sparkling foam it breaks it spreads into a sheet of foaming water and after rushing as far as it can up the beach, it seethes back as the next wave takes up the battle. What a grinding and tearing, as wave after wave is hurtled at the land. That is the battle cry of the land of the sea. Most of the pebbles and the sand on the beach have been won from the land in the great fight. We might call them the spoils of war. Once they formed part of the solid land, the rock or cliff. Now they are loose fragments, spread for mile after mile round our coast. Every wave takes them up and has fine fun with them. Pebbles and sand are picked up, swirled along and thrown at the shore. They are sucked back as the wave is broken by the land, and then the following wave takes them, grinds them, and scrubs them together. Thus they are jostled hither and thither up and down the coast and as a result of the long long fight rocks and cliffs become pebbles sand or mud now if you look at the pebbles on the shore you see that many of them are smooth and round some are as round as the marbles you play with no wonder for the mighty sea has scoured them with sand and rolled them for miles as you know the sea is not always the same height it falls and rises twice in every day it ebbs and flows we call this movement of the sea the tides at low tide we can explore the very bed of the ocean we can visit the homes of the living breathing animals which at high tide are hidden far under water between the high water mark and low water mark is our hunting place There we shall find the playground and feeding-ground of many a strange creature. Here is a stretch of sand with little channels of water. There is a patch of shingle mixed with numbers of tiny shells. The ebbing tide leaves shallow pools in every hollow of the beach, and these pools are often full of life. Shrimps dart away and disappear in the sand as if by magic. Small fish and crabs hide from you as best they can. Helpless jellyfish and starfish sprawl on the wet sand. What are those thin ropes of sand coiled up into little mounds? They remind us of worm casts. They are thrown up by a sandworm, called lugworm, by the fisherman. He brings a spade and digs wherever he sees sandy ropes of the lug, for this worm— Makes good fishing bait. Seagulls love to explore the shallow pools. You may see them walking solemnly about, picking up stray morsels. If you see a screaming group of them, you can be sure that one has found an extra large prize and the others mean to share the feast. Let us walk down the beach toward the sea. Soon we find ourselves among rocks. Now, these rocks are the bare bed of the shore stripped of all covering there is no mud sand or shingle so here you see plainly the work done by the restless water on every side you notice rocks worn to all shapes and sizes some jut out as large edges others are flat tables covered with a tablecloth of sea plants these clothe the rocks or hang over the ledges like wet shining green curtains Nearly every rock has its crust of barnacles and clumps of mussels. If we are not careful, we slip on the wet weeds and get a ducking in the pools which lie everywhere among the rocks. Here is the best place of all for sharp eyes to find the animals and plants we seek, where the hard rock has been worn down into hollows. The falling tide leaves a pool of still, clear water. These rock pools... Are the home of many a creature. So let us look for them until the rising tide sweeps over the rocks once more and drives us away. Sea anemones and seaweeds brighten the pool with their various colors. Pretty shells gleam here and there, and on the face of the rock there are more limpets, barnacles, and mussels than we can count. Where are the other living animals which we came to find? You will not see them. Unless you hunt for them in the right way. It is a game of hide and seek. They are the hiders, and as their lives often depend on their skill in hiding, you cannot wonder that they know every trick in the game. There may be crabs, fish, shrimps, and others in the pool. If you look for a moment and then walk to the next pool, your hunting will not have much result. It is best to lie down and wait patiently, gazing into the clear water of the pool. The little inhabitants are hidden in the dark corners under the rock ledges, or buried under stones and sand, or they may be hiding in those thick clumps of mussels, a favorite lurking place, or else tucked away in the friendly shelter of the seaweed. Knowing their dodges, you will soon become clever at finding them. Some seaside dwellers, such as prawns, are almost transparent in the water. Others, like baby crabs, are green or brown like the weed in which they hide. Even the sharp eyes of the seagulls must be deceived by this trick. What a strange life they lead, these creatures of the shore. At times they are deep under water, and they form part of a teeming life of the ocean floor. Then the tide falls and uncovers them they are in full light of day again the sun shines on them most of them cannot escape to the sea and so must face the enemies which prowl along the shore looking for prey so from one tide to the next the rock pool is like a prison containing prisoners of the strangest sort exercises number 1 how is the sand formed number 2 give the names of some of the animals to be found in the rock pools number 3 where do these animals hide number 4 prawns and shore crabs are not easily seen why is this end of lesson 2